Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of real estate investing advice. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're continuing our series this week on real estate development. Why? Because I'm a real estate developer. That's why. And if you're a real estate investor and you aspire to bigger things and perhaps move into the world of real estate development, this is the show for you. Today, we're going to talk about construction financing and how conventional lenders and banks package their construction financing offerings so that you, the developer, can take advantage and complete your projects with the majority of the financing coming from conventional banks at the very attractive interest rates that banks have to offer for permanent financing, offering very similar rates even on construction financing. But before you can understand how construction financing works, you need to think a little bit like a banker. Bankers, for the most part, are not interested in lending money least not large sums of money, on an unsecured basis. They want to make sure that their money in the project is going to be protected the same as it would be on a permanent loan. So let's say, for example, the bank is going to lend you money at the lesser of 80% loan-to-value or 80% loan-to-cost. That means at no time can the loan amount exceed 80% of the money in the project. There's got to be at least 20% coming from you, the investor, in the form of equity. Typically, when you go to the bank and you submit a loan application, you're submitting information about you, about the property, and so on. But with a new construction project, it's not built yet. It's very difficult for the lender to make a value judgment as to whether this is going to be a desirable property when it's done. So the way they make that assessment is they get all of the architectural plans They get a sworn statement of construction from your general contractor. You've got to have a signed contract with a general contractor. And they want to see the entire construction plan on a set of industry standard forms called the AIA forms. This is the American Institute of Architects, the standard set of forms. And when you put all of that together, you're going to be able to divide the project into phases. And the bank is going to lend you money in what are called draws. What is a draw? Let's imagine that you're building a house and you're going to divide the project, let's say, into five phases. The first phase is going to be the completion of the foundation. So what you're going to do is you're going to dig a hole, you're going to pour the foundation, and when that's complete, you're going to go to the lender and say the foundation is complete. Now you're going to do that on your own nickel. You're going to fund that up front. And then you're going to ask the bank to reimburse you for that phase of the project. That would be called a draw. Now, the next phase might be the actual structure. You might be doing wood framing, for example. So at that stage, you're going to put up all the framing, the sheathing, and so on. At that point, you're going to call the inspector from the bank again, and you're going to say, come look, Mr. Inspector, this next phase is done, and you're going to submit to the bank what's called a draw form, where they are going to reimburse you for that next phase of the construction. And then you might do it again for the rough-in inspection when all of the infrastructure is in, then another draw at drywall, and then a final draw at completion. That's how you might break it up into four or five different phases. Now, there's a very important reason why the bank does that. The bank is using the property as collateral. If you have building materials sitting on the sidewalk in front of the building, the bank can't claim ownership to that because it's not part of the building. It's not physically attached to the building, and therefore it can't be considered part of the collateral for the loan. Only once it's installed and it's part of the permanent structure will the bank consider that to be part of their security, part of the collateral for the loan. Now, there is a trade-off. If you have more draws, you 
can get away with less money, a smaller construction float required to complete the project. You don't need as much money to build each particular phase. However, every time you call the inspector from the bank, you're going to pay a fee to the bank for that particular inspection. So if you had 10 inspections, it's going to cost you twice as much for inspection fees as it would if you, let's say, had four or five. And if you've read my book, Magnetic Capital, you'll know that raising money is actually not that difficult. So you're better off to raise a little bit of extra money, minimize the number of draws, and make sure that you get the project done in a timely manner, because each draw is going to represent at least a few days worth of delay. And when your construction is completed, you maybe have your building leased up and stabilized, you can then at that point convert the construction loan into a permanent loan. And that, folks, is how you get construction financing from conventional banks. So you're thinking about your projects, go out, make some great things happen, have a spectacular day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. tomorrow.